Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website, you get put into an exclusive list. And what you get in that exclusive list is samples of the content we have available to FC Insiders. For example, you could get a sample episode of Competitive Strategy with Kevin Coyne. Kevin Coyne is an ex-McKinsey partner, former worldwide head of strategy, and he had served something like over 25 CEOs on a personal level, on a one-to-one basis over his career. Kevin also has a program called How to Become a McKinsey Partner. It's the first time ever a McKinsey partner has gone on record talking about what is actually required to become a partner and you'll find it's very different from what you think is required how to develop deep insights which i have put together one of our most popular programs the electric car startup you will get sample episodes of all of those programs and more if you sign up to this list so that said i hope you enjoyed today's episode hi everyone and welcome to another case interviews and management consulting podcast Today's episode is based roughly on an article that appears on firmsconsulting.com. So if you go to firmsconsulting.com and you search for McKinsey principle, what I have there is an article based on a conversation with a recent client. Actually, it's a conversation I've had just a few days ago and similar clients who are at the McKinsey associate principal level and we want to help them get to the McKinsey principal and then McKinsey director level. So we have actually a lot of clients across the spectrum of levels within McKinsey, BCG and Bain. And we have a lot of them at the partner level. We don't just coach people to join McKinsey. As ex-partners, we know how to navigate the partner politics and get people there. And we didn't have a lot of clients at that level. But what the article focuses on is some of the advice I gave him to understand how he needs to move from AP to principal. Principal is non-equity partner. Director is equity partner. And then the more powerful you become as a partner, which is basically revenue you bring in and your shares within McKinsey, McKinsey is a private company, that defines how senior you are. So read the article. I'm not going to repeat what I wrote in the article again, but I add a few additional points that I want you to consider. And then for insiders, there are two programs I want you to think about and follow. Insiders are loyalty members. They listen to these podcasts. I want to also cater to them. Go to the program on how to sell. That's basically how to become a partner. And then Kevin has a program called How to Become a Partner at McKinsey. They teach things from different perspectives. You need to watch them both. Now, what I want to cover in this episode are two misunderstandings that people have about being a partner at McKinsey, Bain, and BCG. The first one is that you don't become a partner by being brilliant. That's the craziest misunderstanding that exists everywhere in the world. You can be the smartest person in the world that influences, that writes things that influence many, many clients, and your ideas are shared all over the world. But if you are unable to convince a client to hand over large checks of money to you for the services of your team, at the end of every week or month or whatever the billing cycle is in your office at McKinsey or whatever the firm is, you are not going to become a partner. It's that simple. If you a brilliant person, you publish all these theories and insights that are very influential with the firm and other partners are using it to bring in work, you will only become a principal, maybe, but you're not going to become a partner. A partner is able to bring in a book of business, period. So I see a lot of people 
clients that we have, when they get into the firm, they rightfully need to be smart. Okay, At the lower levels, you have to be smart. You have to be able to do the analysis, do the thinking, develop the insights, develop the hypotheses, do the storyboards, and come up with ideas that change the way clients approach things. I completely get that, and I encourage you to do that. At the partnership level, you also have to be smart. You cannot be someone who is able to convince a client to give you money or give the firm money, and then you end up leading an engagement that actually doesn't help the client. You will get into trouble and the firm will ask you to leave. So you have to be smart in that way. But if you're able to just do the work adequately enough to please the client and the partners, and you're not the smartest person in the room, but you can bring in a lot of work, you're going to be a very successful partner. The mistake a lot of us make is we've been brainwashed into thinking that if you're really smart, you can sell. That's not true. If you have good relationships and people like you, they will buy from you. If you have a reputation for doing something that people find valuable, like telling the truth, like being reliable, like not working for a competitor, people will buy from you. So as you are progressing through the ranks, the difficulty you face is that when you're associate, business analyst, even EM, you have to be smart. You have to really focus on the analysis. But as you start getting to AP principle, then the dynamic shifts. The dynamic shifts to one whereby can this guy manage the revenue stream that is coming from a client? So that's the difficulty people face because at the end of the day, you're told you have to be very smart. They test you for case interviews, but to reach the senior rungs of the partnership, you have to be able to sell, which is a, quite a different skill. And the sales skill may have nothing to do with your intellect. I know people think if you sell, you must be smart, you must have these deep insights, but that's not true. People buy from people they know. People buy from people they trust. That's not necessarily due to insights. And if you build your career around just being smart, but never having the trust of a client, you're never going to gain the trust of a client. It's a different skill set. And I know it's difficult because you spent all your life trying to be a critical thinker, and now Michael tells you you need another skill set. And the skill set to sell is not hard sales. I mean, that's a skill set you should never develop. You know, people talk about non-salesy sales. It's still salesy. So that's the first misunderstanding I wanted to bring up. Then I want to bring up the second one, which is when I say sell, I don't mean you have to go out there and bring in your own clients. Let me explain to you how it works. Once you become to equity partner level director, it doesn't mean you're all by yourself meeting clients and trying to bring in work. No, it does not mean that. Because even when you become an equity director, there are more senior equity directors. There are many, many, many senior equity directors. And you could be part of that senior equity director's team. So the senior equity director has the main relationship with the client, knows the CEO, knows the CFO, knows the COO. And he could bring you into his team such that rather than you going up and trying to find your own clients, your job is to maintain an existing relationship. So when that senior partner is away and can't deal with something, you as the equity director representing the senior partner is responsible for managing the relationship such that A, the client keeps paying you for the work you are doing, B, expands the scope, assuming there's a legitimate reason to expand the scope, and you manage that discussion with the client, and C, you find new sources of revenue within that existing client. So when a lot of people get to a certain point, they make this horrible mistake of saying, well, I need to start selling. I need to go out there and do it. No, you don't have to do that. You can become, and you usually are going to be part of some senior partner's 
orbit his family and you're going to help him or her maintain that account. You can spend your entire career at the firm being part of some senior partner's orbit. There's nothing wrong with that. There's always different degrees of partners. So when I talk about selling, I mean, I explain this in much more detail in the 21-day program in terms of how to sell. But don't think you have to be a lone wolf who jumps out there and goes out and cold call clients and try to bring in sales by yourself. No, in many cases, you will be working with a senior partner, not even to sell, but to protect the revenue stream. Yes, let me put it this way. If you protect 10% of a $60 million a year account, if you protect 10% of the revenue stream of a $60 million a year account to the firm, you are far more valuable than someone who went out there, killed themselves, and inefficiently brought in $2 million worth of work. The firm, that's what they look for at the end of the day. Unfortunately, society and television makes it look like all success is an individual effort and all planning and all endeavors must be an individual effort and it doesn't have to be that way. So as you are thinking about sales and you're at that point where you have to sell within a consulting firm, remember it's not about insights, it's not about the most brilliant person who becomes able to become a partner by building a sales-based or revenue-based relationship with a client. It has nothing to do with your insight. You have to be smart enough, obviously, not to cause dramatic trouble for you and the firm and the client, but the smartest guy isn't always the best at sales. In fact, the smartest guy is almost never the best at sales. You have to be good enough because we tend to have this belief that all partners are uniformly the same. Obviously, they're not. They're a group of people and they're going to be plotted on a distribution with some being very bright, some being bright, but not as bright and a lot in the middle. And then if you plot another curve in terms of who's good at sales, I can tell you now it's not going to be the smartest guys in the room. The other ones are going to be writing books and going on talk shows and espousing their theories and so on. And some of them will be good at sales, but there's not the defining factor in being able to sell. And when you do get to the point where you, you know, you need to go out there and sell to clients and not, you know, share in credit only, then you can build a tremendous career and you should start off your career by working with a senior partner to protect his business within the firm. Because if you are helping him protect his $60 million account, I can assure you he wants to promote you because promoting you helps him protect his business. You're protecting his revenue stream and he's going to motivate for your promotion because that's how it works. The firm doesn't make you a partner. As I explained in the article, a senior partner in his team motivates for you to become a partner and then the partnership committee selects from the people put forward to them. But the partnership committee doesn't pick who is supposed to become a partner. So you've got to understand how these things work. Because you know what I feel a lot of clients is they don't understand how things work. And they're smart. They could become partners, but they never understood how the selection committee works, who you've got to speak to, who puts you forward, and so on. And you know, coming back to the client I spoke to, he's been a client for the last six or seven years, actually. He worked with us when he joined McKinsey from his MBA studies, stayed a client, helped him get promoted into EM, AP now is up for partnership. I think he'll probably become director, senior director between about six years, which is good. And I think he, he'll get there. I don't see any problems with him. But I had to give him a lot of advice, which is in the article and in the 21-day program in terms of how he needs to position himself because it's not what people think it is. It's not about being the smartest. It's not about going out by yourself. It's not about working close with the senior partner and shadowing him and learning from him. In fact, if you are working close with the senior partner, as I explained in the article, that's a problem all by itself. Hopefully you found this useful and I will look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. 
Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our content is to join the list on firmsconsulting.com. It's the only way also to get access to our unique advanced content that we make available to insiders. So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.